welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, host status two weeks in a row. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were going to get it with that one. Amazing. I figured, you know, co-host, coast. I mean, it's our show. Sure. But know what's good about it? What? I think my name's the only name mentioned in that, like, beginning intro that we have. Um, That's fine. I don't need mentioning. You don't? No. Who is that guy anyways? No. I don't have an ego like that. It's all good. So we're back for another uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football show, just like we'll be back next week. We're going to try and do a show the week after that. It's not 100% guaranteed, though, just because I'll be on vacation for two weeks. Right on. Outer Banks. Here I come. Nice. Relax mode initiated. <laughs> Nothing beats it, man. No, but. Got to get away, clear your head for a little bit. It's summer. It's like, it's like officially summertime. Sure. Weddings are starting. Mm-hmm. Anniversaries are coming along. Right. It was your anniversary the other day. It sure was. That's why we couldn't do the podcast yesterday. We, could, we couldn't. No. It's, what was that cuddle fest? It was amazing. Were you in love? Anyway, yeah. I, we took the kids to baseball, or James to baseball, and then we went out to eat with everybody. So. Sounds so lovely. It was lovely. I went to my uh, sister-in-law's wedding this weekend. Cool. Uh, I do what I always do at weddings and got really drunk. Yeah. I, I actually saw some comments on uh, Twitter. It looked like, it sounded like you dropped an entire uh, bottle of Jaeger. I dropped an entire bottle. We went to the bar afterwards. Oh, and boy. Uh, Never a good my, idea, by the way. At this point, obviously after the bar, yeah. you know, I've already had my fair of vodka tonics and shots. You mean after the wedding, yeah. After mm-hmm. the wedding, whatever mm-hmm. it was, I don't sure. know. I don't I don't know. I was there. Right. The food was great. Uh, and somebody brought a whole bottle of Jaeger, you know, like the big bottle of Jaeger, too. And they just opened it, and two people took a shot, and they're like, Rich, take a shot. I'm like, hail to yeah. So I take the shot, and I go to hand. Now, this is where it gets fishy. Sure. I go to hand it to somebody, my mm-hmm. other sister-in-law. Right. And somehow in that transaction, the bottle drops. So this is actually very similar to... Like, say, a quarterback running back handoff exchange that gets fumbled. Who gets the minus two points? Uh, is it the quarterback because it's a bad handoff? Or is it the running back's responsibility because they don't have their arms open the correct way? And that could go 50-50. That could go either way. You're correct. From the feedback I got from, you know, the audience, I think I was the Mark Sanchez of the group. Okay. That's why I, get, I, don't, I don't know. But it was, right. a, it was a t- an entire bottle of Jaeger. I, I get the chills just with somebody mentioning the word Jägermeister because just from all the Jäger bombs we did like college, 10 yeah. years ago. Um, so I don't even think I could. If somebody, I would have to be really drunk for somebody to be like, here's some Jäger. And yeah, for me to say, yes. I mean, I just, I just don't think I could do it anymore. So, uh, yeah. So I, in turn, bought the entire bar in a round of shots. Was I felt like the least I could do. That is the least you can do. Uh, don't know what it cost. I don't remember. Uh, but I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Yeah, you'll be getting that statement soon. I won't look. Yeah, don't look. Just I, pay I it and don't look. <laughs> so it was a good weekend. Cool, man. But we're back. We're here. Uh, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, I do want to mention I talked to the owner of Ammo Athletics. And he is going to run that promo for 50% off for one more week. Nice. He said, listen, man, your audience is awesome and they deserve it. So if you want 50% off the most awesome athletic wear and definitely the most comfortable athletic shorts you could possibly wear to really that Italian fabric to really tie you up and hold you up. Well, you know, the kind where if you bend over to pick something up, you don't get a rip. 
Oh, you don't. Yeah, you you don't want the rip tears. You got to go to ammoathletic.com. That's A M M O athletic a t h l e t i c dot com backslash nerds to get fifty percent off. For one more week, he's going to run this to get fifty percent. That's half, Matt. That is half, half off. off. That is half off. And you know what? Um, I'm checking this out right now, and it's got it is it is some nice looking stuff. So yeah, it is. He has awesome, awesome gear. Right. So I encourage you, don't be too late on this because it's once this after the week's up, that's it. It's not fifty percent right. off anymore. Then you're paying full price, and full paying full prices for suckers. Yeah, really. So make sure you get to ammoathletic.com backslash nerds for half off. I think I'm gonna get on there today, and I think I'll order me a pair of. Uh, New underwear. I'm. I those are the the kind of underwear that I wear. So I'm. I'm actually gonna. I think I'm gonna try them out as well. Yeah, they're pretty. Uh, they're pretty awesome fabric. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe me, just go to the website because they have all kinds of information on there. To explain why they're so awesome. Not Santa Cloud is what they would say. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Try explaining that to the kids. No need to. <laughs> no. T- children, <laughs> close your ears. All right. All right. Let's get into some dynasty talk. So today, um, as is officially summer. We are going to begin some evergreen episodes and get into dynasty fantasy football, some, you know, buy low, sell high stuff, some draft strategy and league strategy. And today episode, we're going to kick off and we're going to talk about dynasty fantasy football. So, you know, we talk about rookies all year long in season. We talk about how to be successful in season. We really like to look in the summertime just about league structure and how we like to run our leagues in Mm, dynasty fantasy football. So, Matt. What is the most important thing when it comes to dynasty fantasy football? The most important thing? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of important aspects. But what's uh, the number one thing in dynasty fantasy football that you need to do? Um, can I have a clue? Yeah, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen? That's your clue. Well, I don't get it. Winning. Oh, winning. Sure. That's, I mean, that's any kind of fantasy football. I just, I, that was a very broad question. I'm I know, sorry. but I really think that, I mean, we talk about this. I mean, it's all about, yes, it's all about championships. That's if that's what you're trying to get at. Yeah. We mentioned this. I mean, we'll mention it. I think we mentioned at least once a month, but we have to because it literally falls on deaf ears sometimes. Right. The number one goal is to win. You see people in their startup dynasty strategies like, you know what, man? I'm going to go all young. I'm going to be so good in a couple of years. I'm going to win so many championships. Everybody's going to be hanging from my midwaist. I literally learned that lesson the hard way because when we were both new to Dynasty, that was exactly what I did. I tried to, I literally at the end of the draft, I said, see you guys in three years. I'm going to be winning championships. 12 years later. 12 years later <laughs> after a blow up and all this other stuff. Yeah. Now I'm finally back winning championships. Uh, so. If you're new to the show and you started listening this year, Matt and I have been playing Dynasty Fantasy Football together for about 15 years. Sure. And over the years, we've accumulated some knowledge, mm-hmm. some strategy, and not only that, just league structure. Now, the greatest part about Dynasty Fantasy Football is, is not, just like many redraft leagues as well, is you can make the league however you like. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong answer. No, here. right. You can make it fully unique um, just to your to your group of friends if you want to, you know. Yeah, and don't let anybody poo-poo on your league. Like, well, our, our leagues are PPR. Sure. Right? Some people like half PPR. Right. Some people like standard leagues. Some people tight end premiums. I mean, there's a ton of different ways to we play. We started a super flex league sure. this year. Sure. There's no wrong way to do it. As long as your other 11 league mates are happy with it, then you're golden. Right. And that's, that's key, too. I, I'd say another factor is... When you're a dynasty fantasy football commissioner, your number one job is to oversee and make sure 
that there's no tanking involved. Right. Maybe be the tiebreaker and settle dis- disputes. But you have to treat it, the league, as everybody has a say. You're 11 owners like the NFL. Right. You're, you're uh, the commissioner. And everybody has a say. In our league, every year, we have, okay, does anybody have a league rule change they want to bring to the loot? And no matter what it is, as crazy as it sounds, they can bring up any rule they want. Like, every year, Rich gets kicked in the nuts before the draft. We put it to a vote. I didn't realize we could bring that up to a vote. Well, I would just quit the league. I'm not going to take that kind of punishment from you turds. Uh, but we put everything to a vote, right, a reasonable right. it, vote. You know, you, you stand in your little soapbox. You um, you say, hey, this is the rule I want to, you know, present to everybody. And, and why. And why. And back it up. And then, you know, uh, you throw it to a vote after after you've explained yourself. And, you know, it either rides or it doesn't. And, yeah. and it's got to be the, the, the majority of the league. So And you don't want somebody in your it's league easy. feeling outcast or... Uh, like they're like they're not wanted, or they have no say in the league. Again, the purpose of starting a dynasty league is to have a long term league. You hear it all the time where these people start these dynasty leagues after two, three years, they just fold. Right. And for the teams that had a couple good rookie drafts and whatnot, then it was literally just a waste of money. And mm-hmm. that's it. You don't want to waste that money. Right. So, and time. I mean, you're you're putting a lot of time into this as well. Definitely so. in a startup draft. Sure. So. That's one thing. So you want to make sure you have a good commissioner. You want to make sure you have good league mates, people that are really into dynasty fantasy football and give it a chance. And also I'd recommend, hey, if something happens, somebody does quits, at least nowadays with how broad dynasty fantasy football is, you can literally send us a tweet. We'll retweet it, and you'll fill the league in a minute. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... It is, you know, obviously um, some people like to keep it regional. And, and, you know, it isn't a bad idea if you have – a big group of friends to even have a guy like, Hey, you know, if a spot opens, do you want to get into the league? You kind of almost have a waiting list just in case somebody does drop out. You know, he, he, he could kind of be sitting in the wings for a couple of years, two, three years or whatever, but it, it isn't a bad idea to at least have a backup plan um, in case you have somebody for that's sure. a little shaky. And then, and then worst case scenario, if you need a year to find a, a league owner, manage the league, that team single-handedly, and then maybe you guys all p- find somebody to pay that guy's entry for the f- next year. Like everybody contributes five bucks. We've definitely we've done that. Um, trying to fill a spot on a on a team that was you know a little bit neglected and a little Very bit neglected. subpar. Yeah. So I mean, I think the guy got uh, half off for two years or something. Is that right? Or did he? Uh, we gave him half off the first year. Half off the first is year. What it was. But yeah, but everyone chips in just so you can just so you can half. fill the thing and yeah and and he doesn't feel like he's getting screwed with a kind of team that. Um, isn't his own and kind of isn't all that great, doesn't have a chance of winning. So, um, you know, but so, at the same time, you get somebody in there. And the league shouldn't just disband because one person leaves. You should just try and fill that spot. And I'd sure. give it at least a year. And you want to make sure that also that there's no tanking involved, there's no collusion involved. Because, again, that's the number one thing that's going to cause people to quit the league. And that's also obviously worst-case scenario. Right. You can get, like, a widespread um, – Exodus, basically, if there's collusion and people really think that, you know, they got screwed. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the easiest way for a league to just completely fold. So that's the basic. That's a starting point. You need people to create a dynasty league. Sure. Those are the people you want to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have people all the time looking for leagues on Twitter and on our forum on DynastyNerds.com. And even people email me. So people are willing to join leagues with people they don't know. Sure. And we do it. Well, oh, yeah. with the fans yeah. of the right. show absolutely so and for the most part those have pretty good success too because these are pretty diehard dynasty fantasy football people i mean we don't know people that want to play sure so there's that that's the number one thing is having some good people around you makes the league fun and 
when you do get to the league, before we get to the actual, like, you know, staying active, making trades, whatnot, how do we like to run our leagues? So here we go. We like to have 30-man rosters, right? Now, if you have a 25-man roster, that's fine, too. You know, anything under 22, it's you're, it's not. That's not really cutting as a dynasty league. Right. No, the the problem is if you if you don't have enough roster space, you end up having a lot of really good players left in free agency, and and it just de-emphasizes the drafts in my eyes. That's why we make them as big as possible to really put a, a solid emphasis on the draft and, and getting prepared for that draft is like the biggest way to build a team that, and you know, you have to be savvy in trades sense of pride. I mean, right. you really grow a sense of pride. We talked about this before about me having drew Brees literally his entire career sure. so far on my dynasty team, this sense of pride you have of drafting these players. You don't want people to get lucky. So the reason you want to have a 30 man roster is because it really kills the free agency market. It really does. After you add rookies to it, the taxi squads, it kills it. Right. I mean, there's there's always a guy or two per year that is a free agent guy that hits. Always. But, I mean, it's not like every week there's a guy that you can pick up that's going to produce for you. It, we, it's it's rare. And we still have kickers right. and defenses in our league, our original league, because it's 15 years old, and we've, we vote on getting rid of them, and they never passes. Right. So, um. Now, our new leagues that I start, all my new leagues, even the new Superflex League we started, we have gone 30-man rosters still and got rid of kickers and defenses. Which really makes it uh, you know, sparse there on the waiver wire. Yeah, so that's one thing. Big. If you don't want to go 30 rounds, at least go 25-man rosters. Mm-hmm. Trust me, for the long-term sake of your league, the fun, the pride, and for the good of the league, it's going to make it better. It will. For sure. And if people complain about free agency, tell them to go play redraft. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. You got you to emphasize, remember, this is dynasty fantasy football. It's forever. This is what you have your hands on. This is what you build. This is what you build over the years to put you in the position to win multiple championships like you've just right. repeated. Well, think about the NFL itself. I mean, midseason, are there guys sitting on the waiver wire for the most part for a team? Like if, if, if an NFL team runs into a bunch of injuries, there's not a lot of help out there. You know, they're going to have to go with the guys that they have for the rest of the year. And that's kind of how our leagues are set up as well. Like, I mean, you go into a season with a bunch of guys. If you get hit by the injury bug and seven or eight of them are down, sorry, buddy. Hello, pick one, one. Exactly. I mean, that's just the way it is. And that's the way the NFL works, too. So I I think it's a nice little mirror to the NFL. Yeah. When I want to start DynastyNerds.com and uh, when I want to start the podcast, you know, we got into the podcast and everything. My number one selling point to Dynasty is, if you want to sell somebody on Dynasty Fantasy Football, is this. My favorite slogan is, even when you're losing, you're winning. Because mm-hmm. even when you lose, you get the better player. You're going to get 1-1. Right. You're going to get that top near player. And I tell people all the time when they ask me about that Dynasty, like, is it fun? I'm like, listen, we have our league. It's 12 guys. It's a $100 buy-in for our Dynasty Nerds League. Mm-hmm. It's been that way forever. There's people that pay $100 knowing they have 0.0% chance to win that league. That, that year. Right. That year. Right. But, but they're excited because they just picked up Leonard Fournette. They may have got another pick. Now they got, you know, Corey Davis and uh, Joe Mix on their roster. They're excited about what they're building. Right, exactly. And, and a lot of times, sometimes, honestly, that could be a really fun part about the process, too, is just build, blowing up and starting back over this, building that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even when you're losing... You're, that's, what's, that's what's fun about Dynasty Fantasy Football. You're like, man, my team really sucks this year, but you know what? Pfft, I'm going to get either Leonard Fournette or Corey Davis. I know this is a good draft. I'm bid on this. I have, uh, you know, 
Kevin White, he's he's going to bounce back. Remember, sure. all the guys you draft are for sure going to be good. It uh, doesn't matter what the record states. Uh-huh. So even when you're losing, you're winning. And then we also got to make sure you have your taxi squad in Dynasty Fantasy Football. When we first started playing, there wasn't any Dynasty sites. There wasn't any Dynasty information. We had to do all our own research. Right. There wasn't MFL, MyFantasyLeague.com, our awesome friends over there. So we actually called it, when we first started, it wasn't taxi squad. We called it the practice squad. Sure. We literally created all the rules just out of, yeah. I want to have a dynasty league. I heard something about it, so I just made up the rules, which it's funny how a lot of them transitioned to being actual how everybody plays dynasty today. So we had a practice squad where you could put your rookies. Now, I just joined um, a league, the Ultimate Podcast Listeners League, with all the guys over at DHA, uh, Dynasty Happy Hour, and those guys got together, and it's with a whole bunch of other podcast hosts. And they had a thing where that like you only had like five spots on your taxi squad, and I spoke up and I was like, "Hey guys, this isn't really cool. Like we have a five round rookie draft, but it's only five people on there. You know, it needs like we'll shoot vote to fifteen. I'm like, yes. And here's my argument, and it almost didn't pass. But to me, it's silly not to have like our taxi squad is unlimited. Sure, it's at twenty five players. Right. Because here's the thing, if you have a limited taxi squad. It's going to deter from people from trading for rookie picks. Exactly. Which is a, a huge part of Dynasty Fantasy Football. Yeah, it is. If you trade two people, if you blow up your team and you trade for Team A and Team B's entire rookie class, and say your rookie draft is five rounds, well, that's 10 players alone. You're On top have, of your 10 players, right. that's 15 players. You're going to have to bump a bunch of those guys up that you don't necessarily want to. Yeah, and then you could be like, well, you have 30-man rosters. You can just cut those other people. Well, why do I have to cut people because I drafted well? Or, or why do I have to cut people to help you? It's just to help other teams. Because right. I don't know if this quarterback I drafted, why even draft a quarterback then? I don't know if this quarterback's going to be good after three years. I don't know if this tight end is going to be good after three years. You Tight-end especially don't years. know after one year. I mean, like immediately, you know, like you're going to have to bump up a bunch of those guys right onto your roster. Receivers. Right. So we, what we like to do is go unlimited taxi squads, and we like to do two years. Mm-hmm. You own the rights to those players for two years. You can promote them or demote them to your practice squad, practice squad as much as you want, as often as you like. And after two years, you have to make a decision. They have to either go to your roster or they enter free agency. And that's where sometimes we find our free agents. You know, people mm-hmm. cut people because they have the decision. Either A, they've drafted really well over the years and they can't bring this guy up, um, or they let another guy go too soon. It happens all the time. It sure does. So, again, this promotes you don't want to deter trading for picks. You, somebody can offer you a really good offer and, like, hey, I'll give you my whole draft. Like, I can't even draft five guys. I don't have room in my taxi squad. That, that's stupid. Right. That's stupid. It doesn't make any, it doesn't change anything. That's a taxi squad for a reason. And you want to be able to hoard these players. Remember, Dynasty should be built on either dra- the players you, your team should be either built on the players that you specifically draft or that you traded for. Right? True. Right. Dynasty. It's, it's the mold of how you play fantasy football. It's your long term envision. And you drafting those players or you trading for players that you like, that's you. That's you defining your team. That's you molding that into a long term championship. And I'm telling you, when you finally win it, you know, winning year one is fun. You know, we're, you know, winning year two is fun. Right. But when you win in year six, sure. Year that's seven, your team. That's where the blood mm-hmm. flow really begins. Right. Exactly. Because that is your, t- there's no mistaking about it. That's your team. Year one, yeah, you could draft a killer team. Definitely, if it's done right, you can get some older vets. Sure. I did that. I did that a few years back. I, um, 
I won it in, in the first year. And it wasn't nearly as, I mean, it, believe me, I still liked it. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as satisfying as the other championships I won with my long running, my like long standing team. And you should definitely try and draft a team to win year one. Sure. No, absolutely. It's not like, it's not like it's unfulfilling completely. It's just not as fulfilling as winning it when, once you've had a chance to draft all these players from, from their rookie year. Here's the way you got to look at it. So say your league most likely pays out at the minimum 50% to first place, right? Sure. So if you win for the first year, you have a free ride for four years. Just a free ride. Don't go spend that money. Put it away. You know, put it away in your dynasty fund until you get to an X amount of point. But you have a free ride for four years. Right. You win two years in a row, that's eight years of free free money, league entries. You can literally blow up a team and start all back over again in eight years. So try to win year one. Mm-hmm. Don't go young. Right. Um, so when you draft, the team you want to draft. So that's our dynasty structure. No, let's go. To, actually, we have a couple more things in our league that we like to do that some leagues don't do. One of our one of my favorite rules to our league is playoffs and we do sit we do six men six men make the playoffs six men don't make the playoffs i actually had a quick question on twitter the other day like hey should we have like a loser bowl bracket where the bottom six play and i'm like absolutely not that's the worst idea possible (laughs) and you can actually kill your league by doing that because listen there's like the nfl draft in Dynasty Fantasy Football, the, the worst team always has to get the first pick. Sure, they should. I mean, that's the the most balanced way to to keep your league kind of churning, you know, like getting guys that stink, the best players, is the way you, you get them back on top, and then they don't get frustrated. They're not... You get the one... So right. you get the oh, Mike Evans, the right. one, future one ones. Exactly. And they have to get that. And they're like, well, what about tanking? Well, again, it's not just a commissioner's job to, friend, to watch for tanking. It's the whole... Remember, this is a group effort. Sure. The entire league has to watch mm-hmm. out. It. You cannot put it on the commissioner. You can't just say you see somebody that you play that week and say, oh, man, he's tanking. Well, I'm going to get the easy win. You can't do that. Right. Because I promise you at the end of the year, it's going to be a problem. When somebody says, well, look, at Rich didn't say anything when he played him in week six. He didn't start it. But now it's a problem when I play him in week six. Like that's not, And then it's a whole. It's a thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So integrity is a big part of the league. Just have integrity. And remember, sometimes you'll look out, the first pick in the draft won't be as good as the third pick in the draft. Sure. And you don't know you, that. But the thing is, you know, if you if you have a loser's bracket and everything, it, there's too much chance involved. Like a guy that shouldn't win maybe wins a game and blah, blah, blah. And then you need the best, or you need the worst player to get the best pick. They might not, they might not hit on that pick. But they need to at least have that. They need to have the opportunity, you know, because then they can't look at anyone but themselves. They made the pick; it was on them. And if they stink year after year, it's because they're bad at drafting. Exactly. They can look themselves in the time. Right. Exactly. And that's and we'll get that too. I mean, we'll get to how you got to put in the time. But the way we run our leagues is the 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 first team and second team get a bye week. So then you have the other teams play. So obviously, after the first rounds of playoffs, two people are going on. Two people are going home. Yep. Now, a lot of leagues do it where, okay, whoever had the worst record gets the seventh pick in the draft, and the other team gets the eighth pick in the draft. What we learned over the years then that those teams would try to, like, they didn't really want to win that game. Right. Because whoever won that third-place bracket game got the worst pick. Right. Well, that's not cool. Nope. So we started a rule, like, like seven years ago. Sure. Where... The loser rolled bracket in the playoff. They actually play for something. That third place game, 
Well, not the third place game. It's the, the fifth and sixth uh, spot play. Yep. The winner of that game gets the higher pick. Yeah. So they're playing. They're playing for something because they're out of the cash. No money. They're not. They're. We don't pay out for fifth, fifth and sixth place. So there was really no incentive to win that second game once once you lost and you were out of the playoffs. There was another game and there was no incentive to win it. But now we put some incentive in it because the player that wins that five six matchup gets the better pick. Yeah, and this year could be the difference between OJ Howard and Alvin Kamara or or Njoku or Ingram. And There's, lot, I mean, yeah, this in year a lot there of dra- some in really a lot good of drafts. Picks, right? I mean, in some drafts, the difference between seven and eight can be franchise changing. Oh, that definitely. You know, it could be the difference between getting Odell Beckham and George Clooney. You know, it's it's literally could be that kind of difference. I mean, it was like Odell Beckham and like what Terrence West or something. I mean, like it's, you know, that was the same draft. Like yeah. he could have been getting picked. Devontae, I think now Devontae Adams looks like a high future, but yeah, something like that because it'd be the difference between Devontae Freeman and Terrence West, right? Like literally, it could be that like that that sure. year, that one sure. year went eleven, twelve. Right. Same thing. It could be that kind of difference between the player. That's what's good about this. Like every pick counts. It, every slot you finish could be a game changer. I mean, the difference between between getting Mike Evans and Bishop's Ranky. I mean, it's franchise defining. When you miss those picks, it could set your franchise back drastically. So you got to hit these draft picks, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how we do our playoffs. So there's that. So when it comes to your team, so say you're doing a startup draft, right? We always preach that you don't want to get hooked on youth. You don't want you want to look at ADP, you want to look at rankings, you want to kind of stick to those. You don't want to kind of jump bait. You can't be afraid of drafting an older player. Now, I definitely agree, like in the first four or five picks, I like to stay under the age of 27, 28 years old. I agree. That's ideal. Yeah. And with my first high pick. Sure. I also like to build around young receivers. Like I'll let the running back slip unless they're maybe like an elite guy. But I usually put myself in a position not to get that elite running back anyway, because I'm still taking a receiver over those guys. I might have Zeke Elliott in my rankings really high, but I'm still going to take AJ Green. I think uh, I think Zeke is probably one of those guys that I would. I he's would, an exception to the. League. I would ex- I would make an exception, but for I him. would still take where he's going to go in the top six. I'm still taking guys like DeAndre Hopkins in front of him. You know, uh, Julio Jones. Adam, that's just me. That is just you because I probably I probably wouldn't. I, I would go because I, I would build the rest of my team to be win now and he's definitely a win now type of guy. And it's fair. And, and he's have, and he's a long-term asset. I have a well. rank there. Yeah, Zeke, he's an exception to the rule, I right. suppose. Yeah. But I like to build around young receivers. I like to grab that good tight end as well cuz we talk about it. It's good to grab these good young receivers cuz they do go really quick. Mm-hmm. And remember, you can always plug and play rookie running backs. Like they're going to contribute right away. So if you hit on your rookie running back later, it's going to help you out. And plus, I always find in these startup drafts there's always such good remember the term hashtag two to three year windows. Mm-hmm. Uh two, three year window. That's what you're gonna get out of a running back. Years and years of stats are gonna show you that running back ones over the years, most running backs will never finish as a running back one again. Most. I would say eight out of ten running backs will never finish as a running back one again. Once once they've achieved it once. Yes. That, that's kind of it. They've shot their Yeah. That's what they shot. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a load full of fun over there. Uh-huh. Uh, so they won't do that again. So a running back is really hard to come by, and but you'll find in these rookie drafts that or startup drafts that you can get older running backs very easily. Sure, guys like Eddie Lacy, Doug Martin, Adrian Peterson, Jamal. Not even no, okay, not Jamal Charles, but guys like that. You know, t- look where Terrence West is going to go in a startup draft. 
super, super, super late. He's a starting running back in Baltimore this year. And people are like, well, you're only going to get one year out of him. Well, who's to say you're not going to get one year of any running back? Right. Honestly. Yep. You're taking these young rookie running backs so that are upside. Yes, you want to do that as well. But no, the most fluid position in Dynasty fans football will always be running back. It's, a, yeah, it's the nature of the position. It, it's always going to be very, it's going to churn quite a bit every year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy. Just go back. If you just go back to profootballfocus.com, for example, and go start at four, just go five years ago. So from 2012 to 2017, which we haven't played yet. So 2011, 2016. Yes. And look at the top 12 fantasy running backs, either in standard or in PPR that you play, and watch how that list just differentiates itself. Just look at it. Mm-hmm. Now look at the same list with wide receivers. It's going to be pretty consistent. It's going to be stagnant, right? Yeah. Yep. You're going to see you're going to see things change. People go through there, but it's be a lot more of the same guys. Yep. Running backs, it's going to look pretty funky monkey on you. <laughs> it's going to show you how it just changes so often. So for people to say, oh, I got this guy. It's so good. Those running backs' careers and their fantasy value change on the drop of a dime. Yep. The drop of a dime. I mean, look at Doug Martin, Mr. Roller Coaster himself. Everybody Every thought, single year is a different kind of ride with that guy. Yeah. And I actually think Doug Martin's going to have a pretty good year this year. I do. I, yeah. This might, be, this might be his up year. He's due. Right. He's due for Absolutely. an up year. Yep. His MO, his, his statistics are going to say, I'm going to have a good year after my four-game suspension. Sure. And then guess what? In 2018, I'm a, I'm a blow. <laughs> so that's why I like I like to personally build around wide receivers. But I also like to not to be afraid to grab the vets. When there's good value there of these guys that are, you know, 29, 30. Remember, some of these guys at wide receivers at 29 are in the peak of their career. This is their prime year, 28, 29. This is the peak of their career. Right. You'll get maybe three to four good, really good years out of them. Even a running back. People are like talking about like they're putting LaShawn McCoy in his bottom tier. It's like you might get two really good years left out of LaShawn McCoy. And I'll take two really good years out of LaShawn McCoy any day of the week as a running back one. Yeah. So don't be afraid to grab those mix of vets because you want to have a good balance to your roster. You want to make sure you have some good young guys that you can let develop, but while they're developing, you need good quality starters. That's where your vets come in. And when these vets start to get old and washed up, you can, this is a good spot to either trade them for somebody that needs them when they go down because they're still their values less. Like a guy like Larry Fitzgerald has very low value in dynasty fantasy football. But this year, if he's right around wide receiver eleven, and somebody's wide receiver goes down, and they're making a push, you're going to get some value out of Larry Fitzgerald, knowing he's he's a vet there. Right. You don't, yeah. You don't want to trade Larry Fitzgerald now. You wait till in season, and somebody's competing, and and if you're out of it, you trade him. Yeah. And if you draft a guy early like Corey Davis, right. I'm not worried about taking Corey Davis pretty high because you know what? I'm like, all right, I drafted Corey Davis here. I know he's probably going to sit this year, but guess what? I can grab Larry Fitzgerald in round 17, and guess what? He's he's going to start every single week on my roster. Right. So, so you can't be get it, you can't be afraid of the Brandon Marshalls, the Larry Fitzgeralds, Pierre Garçons, because these are guys that you could start on your roster. Do they hold long term value? No, not really. Not but, at all. I mean, but I mean, really, but people have been writing those two, especially those last two guys you you just mentioned. They've been writing them off pretty much for the last three years. And guess what? They still are producing. So. And you still want to win in twenty seventeen, right? Exactly. Uh, will it create a hole in your roster? Yes, but if you go with a solid plan of attack, you can make sure you have those players 
solidified. You just got you got to you got to mix it up and, and try to get a nice little blend of everything, man. And and that starts you know that starts most you know most of the drafts you're going to go guys that are are younger, but you know come those middling rounds, don't be afraid to be the guy that that takes one of these older guys. Yeah, because it it it'll, it's huge value at that point. You take these risks on these young guys that have proven nothing, right? Over these guys that are pretty proven, yep. you know, or even guys that are like, you know, like a Kevin White. Does Kevin White have some good upside? Yeah, but if you look at the odds and you look at the the history of statistics, remember we have like fifty years of history of statistics here. Our odds are, I'm not giving up on Kevin White, but odds are he's not going to be successful in the NFL. Odds are Brashad Perriman is not going to be successful in the NFL. They they have some steep odds to to beat. You'll just put it that way. Correct. Right. Does not eliminate them, but they have some very steep odds to beat. Same thing when we do our rookie comparisons and we do our rookie rankings, and people are like, oh, he was drafted high in NFL. Okay, but you know history shows that this guy has a pretty slim chance of really helping your dynasty roster get where you want to get where you want to be. Right. Which is again, the championship. Yep. That's where I want to be. That's all. That's all that really matters at the end of the day, man. Is getting your name on that trophy. Yeah. So a good a good balanced roster is also something you want to have. Because remember, I've seen, I would I could probably not a thousand times, but I'd say pretty close of people saying, "Man, look at my roster. Look at how good it's. I'm. I'm. I. I can't win this year, but a couple of years I'm gonna be sweet, right? But some of those guys are gonna flame out. Paper tigers, man. Some of those guys are gonna get hurt. <laughs> right. I have never, ever, of all the years I've been doing this, ever seen a team that looked super young, that had the potential, tons of potential, turn into this dominant team that won four years straight. Not all. I mean, you're right. Know how hard it is just to win back-to-back titles? I, I as a matter of fact, I do. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> hard, all right? Because you got to remember, too, when it comes to dynasty, over the years, as your league gets into, like, year five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's going to be some bottom bottom tier teams. Yep. But then when there's like teams that are really bad on the bottom, that means some some really good teams on the top. And there's teams that can have Mike Evans and Odell Beckham and AJ Green on the roster because they drafted well. And there's a lot of really good teams, like super teams. Sure. So it's pretty hard to win sometimes, it no matter is. how good your team is. So the odds of your team turning this super team, I will say this from experience. Again, of looking over hundreds of rosters, are slim. They are slim. So no matter how good, you could draft this entire 2017 class. I'm like, yeah, look at this. Three years from now, here I come. Look at this. I got Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and Dalvin Cook. I have the best running back roster in the league. You'll see somebody say that. I have the best running back roster in the league. They've yet to carry a single down in the NFL. But right. they, have the best, they have the best running backs in the NFL in your whole league. Whole league. There's no guarantee of that. And you also want to make sure you have a well-balanced roster. Well, not with just age, but player-wise, too. you got to have good running backs. We've seen it before. Tony's team. Sure. Best wide receiver core ever in their prime. Jordy Nelson, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green. All in their top years. Best. That's an awesome receiver core. This is two years ago, I Sure, think. yeah. A.J. Green, Jordy Nelson, Antonio Brown. Single-handedly carried him to the championship game. Still couldn't win. You want to know why? He had nothing at running back. He had turd Ferg's mm-hmm. at running back. Nothing. Yep. Can't win that way. Because no. remember, the top-heavy teams are well-rounded. That's why I like to preach having a good tight end. Have one of those like elite, like Jordan Reeds, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski. Because, again, those guys are so limited. I think they give you that edge 
over other teams. Because a lot of teams are going to have good running backs, good receivers, good quarterbacks. That's how they get to the championship game it is. But it's really hard to have that really good tight end. It is, man. It's definitely a, one of those differentia- uh, differentiating positions, man. If you have a good one, it can hide a lot of little blemishes in other places. Yeah, so if, say I had, like, say I was pretty deep everywhere, but I had really good running backs, really good receivers, and a quality depth at uh, behind them, but I didn't have a really great tight end. I'm going to really try and make that push for that really good tight end, knowing, you know, it might hurt my depth a little bit, but my starting lineup is going to be really good. And you can, that's what we talk about too, where, Hey man, uh, dude, I got five good running backs, or I have six good receivers, right? And you're like, trade me one. But I can't trade you him. Right. I can't trade. Remember the most important thing here is your start. We all want depth and you need depth for sure. But the most important thing is your starting lineup. Yes, it is. Who are you going to start? You need to make sure it's never good to just have an influx of talent at one position, or then you don't have good running backs or you have like six good receivers, but no good running backs. You have to, even if you kind of take a little bit hit on it, like a little bit of a loss on it, you got to flip a guy. I've lost trades that have made my team better. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens. And sometimes you have to be, you have to be willing to do that to you make, may, to you make him, your team better. You like, gave him a 2017 first for Jimmy Graham, right? 2017 most, first and second. Yeah. And most people say, Matt, that's stupid. It made but, my team better. It, it put me over the top. And help me win a championship, so it didn't matter to me. Because you wanted to win. Because I wanted to win. It does. I mean, some. I mean, even even not even just trading draft picks. Like sometimes, like say it's a, just a player for player trade, and you think, man, you know, I just lost that trade. But in the long run, it it still might make your starting lineup and your week to week point output better. Even even if even if you quote unquote lose the trade. So yeah, and I mean, eyes. yeah, don't don't worry about what other people think. Right, exactly. And how many times have we've seen people ridicule a trade, like, oh, that's a bad trade, man. And then two years later, that guy who we all ridiculed right. got the best end of the deal, too. Exactly. So you gotta focus on your team. You, you can't worry about what other people think. You can't worry about a Twitter poll, what no. they think. You get what is your you know, I made just made a trade in that this one league is super flex league. I traded Carson Went Leonard I, t- I traded Carson Wentz for Leonard Fournette. Uh, and I gave up Eric Decker and he gave me Mike Glennon and we, they put it to a Twitter poll and I won by 75%. And I know the guy over from, uh, uh, uh John Paul, I can't remember. It's like, I forgive me, yeah. but, uh, he, he called beforehand. So I guarantee 50% alone are just going to pick it. Cause they see Carson Leonard Fournette automatically. Sure. And the rest are going to go 50, 50. So he's like, I bet it's gonna be 75%, 25% for net called it to a T. Right. And he's right. But the other team needed. A quarterback. It's a super flex league. Mm-hmm. I needed a running back, right, as well. So his team is better because of that trade. He's got running backs, right. So even if you lose that trade a little bit, his team got better. His team got better. And that's what I. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And and another thing, while we're talking a lot of the trade stuff, another thing that kind of um just it's a real general broad thing, but you can't get like gun shy. Like if you make a bad trade, you can't go into a shell. And then be like, I'm not trading anymore. Like, I, and I've seen it in a few of our leagues where guys just, they've made a couple of bad trades and then they won't trade ever again, it seems like. They don't trust just, themselves. Yeah, they don't trust themselves. But, I mean, you kind of, I mean, there's going to be a point in time with every team where you know you got to make a move. And you can't, yeah. you can't be afraid to do it. Because it's very, very hard to just build a team just through the draft. 
and free. I mean, like the limited amount of free agency. That's where I want to go next. Like you have to always be moving. Always. You, you got to. It's, it's can't like stay a, stagnant. It's like a shark. They can't, they can't breathe unless they swim. You got to keep swimming, man. And you can't be afraid if you've made a, a few bad trades in the past. If your team's ready and you need a piece, go make a trade, man. Like, go... Go make a deal and get your team over the hump. I mean, there's a team in our league that has got a really, really a pretty decent team. Um, Mike, uh, Big Mike's team, and he's got an excellent one, excellent running back, and he doesn't have anyone else in the running back position, and he doesn't even need to make a big trade. Probably, he just probably needs to get somebody that he can plug in as a running back too. But he, I think he's made some trades in, in the past where he's kind of a little gun shy, and um, he's hurt himself. Yeah, he really he's causing him he's he's really hurting himself his chances of winning a championship now because he's got a running back. He's got David Johnson who's amazing. That's and, it. But that window is going to close. You know, like he's not going to be he's not going to be the dominant player that he is for the next 5 years until he gets another guy in there, you know, it's like he needs to he needs to make a move and get a get a solid running back well, too. it takes and a lot of times you get that running back too for a first next year and that shouldn't be a problem. Sure. Or even contact like a me for a guy like I, like I said before, like a Terrence West. Sure. You know, you don't have to go up to get much to get Terrence West. And somebody will be like, hey, I'll give you my second for Terrence West. Like, Terrence West ain't worth a, worth a second. You make an argument in his eyes, a Terrence West, West is worth a first. Where if Terrence West could finish as, say, a low-end running back two. This is just saying what if. It's not, I mean, obviously, Terrence West is no good. But anybody like that. Right. Anybody that can finish as a low-end running back two. A Danny Woodhead, for example. Let's get out the same team. You know, hey, I'll give you my first for Danny Woodhead. Well, Danny Woodhead's probably probably his last year. Right. That I mean, I I don't know if that's a great example because I wouldn't give Danny first for Danny. I'm just saying. Right. Or, or second for Danny Woodhead. Sure. Right? Right, right, a right. Second for Danny Woodhead. And if Darren, Danny Woodhead finishes as a running back 14, and he wins the champion, that's the steal. That's a steal. Right. He just made out like a bandit. Right. And, for a second round pick, who cares? You know, like it's that's well worth the price of admission. You know, to get into the championship game and have a chance to win. More dynasty advice. Here. Sure. Great dynasty advice is, and you mentioned it. So many people are out to look to make these big trades, blockbuster trades. Like they want Odell Beckham. Right. They want Mike Evans. They want David Johnson. Mm -hmm. Well, the odds of you trading for those guys are really, really, really slim. Sure. Sure. Those are guys you build around. You don't trade them. Even when you blow up your team, you don't trade them. You can't be afraid to make the little trades. You can't be afraid to go out there again. The trade for the Jimmy Grahams, the Larry Fitzgeralds, the mm-hmm. Terrence West, the right. Pierre Garçons, the Jamal Charles, the, the Adrian Frank, Peterson, the like the Frank Gore. I the mean, Frank Gores. The guy just keeps churning out thing and churning out yards every year. I mean, he's he's a guy that you can just plug in and kind of rely on, on. Not like week to week, but like if you need him, he's there. You know, like you can start him every week. Yeah, you probably can. Is it, and not every week, he's being a high end running back. But right. say, where's Frank Gore's competition? Marlon Mack. Right. I like Marlon Mack. But people are just coming in like, oh, Marlon Max, Frank Gore is going to start this year on the on the Colts, right? right? And the guy never gets hurt, right? So little trades, man. You can't be afraid to make the little trades. Trades are what's going to make your bad team better. We said to begin the podcast, the whole point is to win a championship, and you can't stay stagnant doing that. You have to constantly be making moves. You got you got to be playing ahead for draft picks. You got to do your study. You got to do your homework. You got to look in. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast. You're doing it. You're doing sure. your homework. You're listening to us, taking our advice. There's a hundred dynasty podcasts out there, right? You should listen to these guys. You should not, you know, if you, there's something you don't like, you don't like, that's fine. There's websites, right? but you know, is our information gold? 
It's pretty damn good. It's pre- I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, yeah. I, I mean, we, we wouldn't be doing as well we are if it ne- wasn't good. But you should also do your own homework and take what you think with what we think. Mm-hmm. And if we could sway you to our opinion, great. People sway me on stuff all the time. Lay out some facts. I'm like, okay, you, you sold me. You've sold me on some things. Sure. Um, but you got to put in the time. You got to put in the homework. You got to constantly be trying to make your team better. And again, the only way you could do that is mostly through trades. So little traits. Wait, what do I need? I need a running back? Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to try and get this guy. Oh, wait, first, okay, what teams have a lot of running backs? I mean, that's what I'm going to do first. Look at teams have a lot of running backs. Sure. Okay, he's got a couple of running backs to get rid of. What's right. his hole? What does he need? What does he need? Does that line up with something I've got in you know a, a surplus of? If not, can I make him? Well, is, is, is he interested in draft picks? Right. Okay. What other teams can, could probably move a running back? Sure. Throw multiple offers out there. Multiple offers. Open that line of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to, like I said, we have the map Maisie. Right. You know, it's great for communication. If you don't, if you, or text somebody saying, hey, um, really could use running back man. Anybody that you're willing to get rid of, okay, what are you looking for? Okay, negotiate. I mean, right. a lot of times in Dynasty, it's, it's a back and forth. You hardly ever see a trade send, accept. Accept, right. It's always negotiation. Everybody, sure. And don't feel like you have to, like, rip somebody off. You see it all the time. Like, if they're, I'm in a league, for example. Uh, I won't mention it. But it's a league that it's just, I'm really, the people in it, the trade offers are the worst. Right. And the worst. And they, they literally feel they will not make a trade with you unless they're literally ripping you off, like bending you over, greasing you up, and really getting in there deep. At right? Least, at least they're greasing you up. And it eases the pain a little bit. Right. I mean, stuff like that's frustrating, though, for other league mates. Don't feel like you have to rip something off. Try and make fair trades. There'll be lopsided trades all the time, but don't try to, because a lot of times that will burn bridges, too. We're like, oh, yeah, that'll be one and done. Yeah. Like, I'll never yeah. trade with this dude, yep. you know? Or you won't even get a counter offer. Mm hmm. I'm in this league. I spent. I sent multiple offers back. Like this is the worst trade offer I've ever gotten. And a lot of times I wasn't even being facetious. I was like, this is literally the worst trade offer <laughs> I've ever gotten. So you shouldn't feel like you're ripping somebody. I mean, obviously, if you think it's fair, that's fine. But you should always try and keep open open lines of communication. Sure. There's trades I've made that take. They've taken weeks to go bound. Oh weeks, yeah. Constant back and forth. Also, I would say the majority of them don't go down right away. Like I, I. Most of the time, it's like I'll I'll see somebody most of the time, and I'll lay some groundwork, like, hey, you know, you got any interest in moving this guy? And you know, then like a few days later, we'll follow up, and then it's a few days later than that, you know, that that he gets back to me again, and then it's and it's fine. And, listen, I mean, and they also know that by doing that, they know that you're willing to make a trade. Sure. So all of a sudden, they make it to me. They need to make a trade. Odds are you might be the first person they go to. Right. Hey, this guy knows the the routine. Because how know? many times right. does that happen too? You see a trade go down, and they're like. Player A, team A, trade with team B. They they swap players. Like, damn, dude, I would have gave more. Than, I would have done better than that. Right, but that was the only person they talked to because they have a relationship. They have a trade relationship yes. with this person. Right? You should always try and have. That's why Maisie is such a good app right. for us. Mm-hmm. Free plugs on Maisie uh, is because you should always have an open line of communication with everybody in your league. Right. So if you're friends with nine people, like good friends with nine people in your league. But you don't. You're not really. Don't know the other three dudes. Just kind of like dudes that you've met or made friends of friends and, and yeah. that kind of thing. You need to have con- you, you need to have some kind of way to contact these people because you need open lines of communication. That's happened so many times in leagues. I mean, that's I'm not in with like good friends. Like, damn, dude, you traded uh, Odell Beckham for a pack of gum. <laughs> I would have gave you a cupcake and a pack of gum. Oh man, come on, man. <laughs> 
But again, if you're not, you know, if you don't have open line of communication, right? Oopsie. Right. You might be getting. You might be screwing yourself. You you will. Yeah. It would. And you got to make trades. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an important part of the the whole dynamic roster of dynasty. I mean, the last little icing on the, on the trade talk that that I have is don't make trades just to make trades. Like know your team and and make the kind of trades that your team needs. If you're, you know, if you're a team that hey, I I don't see this going anywhere, trade your top end guys that, you know, aren't going to have value in 4 or 5 years. That's who you should be trading. But if you're a team that's that's coming together and everything's looking good for the future, for the next few years, that's when you want to start acquiring guys that are kind of win now guys. Um and be honest. That's the most important thing. Look at your roster and be honest with yourself, man. Don't 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 pretend you're a contender when you're really not, man. When you finish in sixth place for the last three years, right? Exactly. It's time. To, it's time to make a, a a move. Um, probably to unload some people if that's where you're. If you're just kind of in sixth place purgatory, so you got to blow it up. You got right. you got to know when to rebuild. Right. Exactly. And it's, a, not, it, it's gonna, a tough decision, but. Uh, you it's know. hard. It's hard to blow up your team right. and make it terrible. Right. It is. It's hard because, yeah. like, like we said, you're throwing away money. Right. It's hard to. It's hard to say, hey, my team's not good enough. But the but the long term, you got to look at. You got to take a long term view of that and 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 realize, hey, if I if I do sell this stuff off, yes, I'm going to stink for the probably the next two years at least. Um, but the long term view of my team will be much better. And that's so, impor- that's an important part is to have long term exactly. success. Right, you, you want to have long term right. success. You want to you want to have it in the short term, but if if that's not obtainable, it, at least you're going to have a long term goal to have you know a, an awesome team. That's what's going to happen. If you don't make those trades, you're going to be stuck in the middle. You're yep. going to be stuck in the middle for a couple of years, and then finally, those players that were just good enough to keep you stuck in the middle are either going to get hurt or retire, and then now you're at the bottom with a whole bunch of crap garbage. Right, right. Now you're now you're forced to rebuild. But you don't so, have necessarily the assets to do it then. So you're simply doing it through the draft. Right. So now your hands for instead of you being proactive and saying, hey, okay, dude, I'm going to trade AJ Green. Right. And maybe I'm going to take a little bit of loss on this trade. I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take some risk here. I'm going to take two first and then I'm going to take this player. I'm going to take this receiver that I do like or this running back I do like with upside. Um, but I got to do it. I got to rebuild because by the time I'm, I have any chance to be good, AJ Green's going to retire. Right, but I have to make it. He's my only good asset. Because the problem is, then you don't do that. Those players are gone, and now you're just stuck. Yep, and you have no value in return in something that you could have been on the cusp after three years. And the, and and then you're you're to the point where you got to be perfect. You know, you have to hit all your draft picks to pull yourself out of this like little little hole that you've pretty much dug yourself. Which is hard to do. It's super hard. I mean, it's it's just. I don't want to say, oh, it's so it's so much easier if you blow it up, but it, it really to get all those draft picked, all that draft picked um, capital, capital, it's 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 just it makes your life so much easier. It increases your odds. It's just it, like right, exactly. Um, like they say in the NFL, it's just about the more you're going to miss, right. the more picks you have, the higher odds you're going to hit. Exactly. And you never know if you hit on all of them, then oh, you that rebuild hit came it'll be quick. way right. quicker. Exactly. I mean. But it doesn't take much a lot of times. I mean, a lot of times it's going to take about two years sure. to do. But if you hit on those guys in two years, you're going to have a really good core of young, talented players that are going to carry you for multiple years for a contender, for a championship. That's all it is is a couple of years. Um, so many people think like, hey, this guy's only going to be good for three years. Three years 
in dynasty fantasy football is a very, very long time. Right. Three years of your life <laughs> is a long time. Sure. It is. So that's what I say when guys are only going to be good for two years. Two years? I'll take, a, like I said, LaShawn McCoy. Oh, well, he's only got two years left. <laughs> two years? Two years of me hoisting that championship. Yeah. How many people are going to win back-to-back titles in your league? Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to win back-to-back titles? It's tough. It is extremely tough. Yes. What's the worst trade you ever made? Uh, the worst trade I ever made was when I traded Larry Fitzgerald for Jonathan Stewart in that Jonathan was- Stewart's rookie year. And we and what's funny is we call that the worst trade when it went down. Yes, we did. But I got the last laugh because I still got Jonathan Stewart on my team now, and he and I'm winning championships, and I get <laughs> to play him every once in a while. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't help my team, so that's fine. Whatever. It it only took like f- six or seven years to actually come to fruition and work out for me. Worst trade I've ever made was I traded uh, rookie year. Right after the rookie year, uh, I traded Monty Ball for I traded Le'Veon Bell for Monty Ball. That was definitely your worst trade ever. Worst trade ever. That was uh, terrible. It was absolutely god awful. But you know, I really believed in Monty Ball. Uh, I already had Le'Veon Bell shares. I thought Le'Veon Bell would be good, you know, but <sighs> not number one running back overall good. Right. But I made a trade. It's the worst trade I ever made. Yes, what was the it was. best? I already know the best trade ever. But tell the people what's the best trade you ever made. That really, this is a trade that really propelled you to three championships in a row. Um, so let me, uh, I guess, let me set this up. By, no, I'll just, I'll just say, it. Um, Martellus Bennett for Odell Beckham. But it was somebody just spit out their coffee driver. So I know, or but, Red Bull. <laughs> what? But here's the here's the thing. It was it was if you guys remember, Odell Beckham hadn't practiced really at all during OTAs during OTAs so we got no we got no no view of Odell Beckham at all he was hurt and he was hurt and I believe it was a hamstring or something um and Martellus Bennett was coming off a 900 yard season like his best season he finished as I don't I can't remember he might have been his best fancy year it might have been the number one overall tight end the year before um, and the guy really needed a tight end. I had, I had a few tight ends, so I was I was willing um, to part ways with Martellus. And I was taking the big risk. I actually wanted Devontae Adams. He denied me, and I said, "All right, I'll take I'll take Odell Beckham." And that one is is definitely the best trade I've ever. That was the best trade ever pulled off. Yeah, that's gonna be hard to beat. Yes, it is. Uh, best trade I ever made was I think. Uh, that long term for me to help me win multiple championships was way, way long ago. Was Andre Johnson's second year in the league, I think. So this is how long far we go back. I traded uh Sean Alexander right after Sean Alexander's like Sure. Big ball, year. Yeah. When he broke the touchdown record. Right. LT broke the following year. I traded away Sean Alexander, uh Todd Heap, who was a really good tight end at the time. Right. Uh and the Seattle Seahawks receiver, I can't remember who it was at the time. It was really good. Um, I can see his, like, didn't he have, like, a, a colored visor? Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember either. Derek or something or whatever. Right. And I traded for Andre Johnson, who's coming off again. Daryl Jackson? Is that? Daryl Jackson, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I was and I traded for, it was Andre Johnson, and oh, I traded away Frank Gore. It was the first time I traded away Frank Gore. Okay. The first time you traded him away? The second yeah. time you traded him to me. Uh, and it was for, and I actually got, it was after two years, I think. I can't remember what it was, but I traded for Andre Johnson. Sure. Uh, before. Before he was any good and before he had blown up. up. Yep. 
from the team just so happened to be the same person that trade away Odell Beckham to you. Uh, same, same team, uh, Mr. Styles himself. Yeah, Styles. he's he's made some bad ones over the years. But uh, he hasn't gone into a shell. He's still willing to trade. Yes. Uh, just He always trades right before that other player blows up. And then, obviously, Andre Johnson went on to, went on to all pro uh, career. But I made that move for him right before he blew up. And I also, you know, I also believed in Charles Rogers, and that didn't work out too well. Well, yeah, the, you're going to have those over the years. But those were the best. In he just loved I the weed. Made. What's the best ever late round rookie pick you ever made? Oh, uh, I'll have to think on that for a minute. Why? Do, do you have one lined up that you can think of? Or? Uh, not really. I mean, Gronkowski in the third round right. was a really good one for me. Uh, I mean, I, I got like. Uh, Julius Thomas in like the fifth round of our draft, which was a pretty solid draft pick. I thought. Yeah, that's really good. If I had to look back at our book and see, but I mean, it's like I got Frank Gore real late uh, in a startup draft that year, his rookie year. Um, John Brown, uh, he's not there yet. There's somebody else I got pretty late to. I can't remember who it was. Right. I mean, most most of mine would be like tight ends that I I pick up late because they seem to, you know, they take a few years. Those but third they, round tight ends, man. Those, yeah, third fourth. I mean, I think I got Jordan Cameron and. Uh, Julius Thomas and like back to back rounds, so like fourth and fifth round picks or something there. I, I'm telling you, man, my gut feelings tell me it's gonna be Adam Shaheen this yeah. year in this draft. Get him in the third round. I think that's the best. A lot of good stuff coming out about George Kittle too. So he's, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it was great. He some, can be that that real big steal tight end. Somebody tweeted at me uh, right after we did our podcast. We talked about George Kittle, right, and all this stuff. And literally the very next morning after the podcast, Roto World put out a blurb. About everything we said about George Kittle, essentially. It's like they listen to the podcast, and somebody's like, they tweet at me, they're like, this is why I listen to the Dynasty Nerds podcast. And they showed a picture of the blurb. Right. And then literally, it's everything we said. And I'm like, <laughs> just trying to stay ahead of the curve, my yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Trying to stay, yeah. But he's, he's a nice, he's even better value. Right. Um, if you haven't had your rookie drafted late, yeah, he's great. Like fourth round value. What a good steal that is. Sure. George Kittle. Good, might, I mean, you might, be, you might be able to get him in the fifth round, or at least. Earlier drafts, you were probably able to get him in the fifth round. Oh, early now. I mean, I, right. there's no way I let him fit, get right. past me. We, I have one more rookie draft le- uh, left, which we don't usually hold till first week of August. Right. And I need a tight end in that league. And I'm starting to think, I'm like, dude, I'm third round, I'm going to get Everett or Shaheen. And in the fourth round, I'm going to take Kittle. Right. Start, to me, it's already set in stone. Unless, now, unless, of course, you take him. Well, we are in that league together, so maybe that Don't wasn't that, maybe strategy. that wasn't the best strategy right there, Rich. But you know, whatever. So you feel like we're missing anything about our dynasty leagues? I mean, it's been an hour. Uh, not, not, nothing I could think of that's that's huge and major. I think we we covered a lot of the the uh, the really high points. Got to be shaking and baking yeah. in the league, and obviously, you know, don't be too. Don't you got to have like information. information, 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 information is clutch. Like my favorite app on my phone that I look at. 10, 20 times a day is my Roto World app. Right. It gives me Stay ahead of the curve, man. Uh, Twitter. Like, and we have people that listen to the show that do not have Twitter because they don't want to use Twitter. I only use Twitter for fantasy football and football information. Right. The good thing about Twitter is you can kind of mold it to be whatever you want just by who you follow. Like, if you follow guys that are only fantasy football related, it'll your Twitter feed will only be fantasy football related. Yeah. And that's, how you get, and that's all the news you'll be getting. It's just fantasy football stuff. Instant information. And right. Access other people's articles or... Maybe I'll be on Twitter and I'll see somebody wrote an article saying, this is why you should draft so-and-so because I think he's going to be top 12. Well, that piques my interest. Why is he going to be top 12? All right, I agree with you. Yeah, maybe I'll try and make this move. Or I disagree with you. 
but maybe I can sell this guy because maybe the other guys are going to think this way too. And if you're only in it for Phoenix football and somebody's like tweeting too much like political stuff, you just unfollow him. Unfollow him. Yeah. It's just, it's so, yeah. Every kind of information is good. good any information, it's like publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. Right. Any kind of information could be good information. Uh, whether you use it to acquire a player or you lose use it to get rid of a player. Right. You know? That's why you want to use ADP. Like, oh, man, this guy's ADP is high right now. I don't like this guy. I'll, I'll, I'll sell, sell, sell Maybe. While, while everyone else is high on him. Because all it does is take one. It only takes one person in your league to feel the same way. Right. It only takes one person to make a trade with you. Right. You know? So take care of that. Also, like, you know, it, wait, like when people get hurt or, you know, hey, this guy got hurt. I know it just came around my feet. I just found out he got hurt, right? Well, who's his backup? Ooh, Dante McCreef and T.Y. got hurt. Well, Chester Rogers is next. Chester Rogers. Ooh, Chester Rogers on my waiver wire. Scoop. Right. Or, hey, I'm going to make a trade real quick for Chester Rogers. Hey, man, I'll give you this for Chester Rogers. worth a gamble. Uh, or this guy's had a – I know this, these guys are hurt. I'm going to be the first one to open that line of communication for this trade because I know he needs this running back. I'm going to be the first one to offer that running back. So – yeah, but that's where you have us too. You have us on the podcast to give you information. You have us on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. You got to make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com every single day for massive loads of information. Our writers drop that knowledge on you every single day. What are you giggling? Sorry, about? massive loads of dropping, information. Dropping information. Just Sorry, dropping just... out there. Yeah, I mean, we have the podcast, but we again, we don't talk about enough. The website, dynastynerds.com. You got to get to that bad boy every day. Man, there are, there are some really good articles. Yeah. I try to uh, I try to tweet them out whenever I get a chance to, but and there's, I don't do it nearly enough. There's backlogs there's tons. and backlogs sure. of articles on there that just will just blow your mind. Right. So make sure you're on there. Um, obviously, we have Dynasty Nerds t-shirts out there that will help you win as well. Those sexy red ones coming yeah, soon. They are coming soon. I have not placed the order yet, but I will have to do that. This I think when I'm on vacation, I'm gonna actually settle down and get caught up on a lot of things. There like you go. That. Emails, respond to all that. Once the kids go to sleep, ah, just on the on the, on the ocean, next to the ocean. Nice. Yeah, I want the waves crashing, me making dynasty trades. Um, yeah, so make sure you support the podcast that way. Our quest to 400 is still ongoing. We're still marching. Uh, how, how far are we? Like 312. Three, we're at 326. 326. Nice. Yeah, you guys still rock. Got, got, got a new one every day. So remember, if you have iTunes. Stop what you're doing. Get on there. Click your podcast. Le- click Dynasty Nerds. Leave us a rating review. Let us know what you think. It helps. It does, man. You can be part of our loved ones and help us get to 400. It's just like uh, it's just like the Roto World app. It's all good knowledge for us. It is. I do read it every day. Uh, yes, I know you do. So anything you ever, if you leave and you write a review on there, know my eyes are going to see it. Mm-hmm. That's 100% guaranteed. For sure. So leave it. It helps. It helps the pot. It, it's a great way to help the podcast. It's also 100%, you know, that he's going to tell me about it, too. So we'll both hear about it. Yeah, so Matt and I will talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the donation page. So if you ever want to donate the site, you feel like we're giving you enough information, you're like, hey, man, I want to keep these guys around forever. Go just throw us some cash. We appreciate it. We do. We just take that cash and give it to our writers. Yes, we do. And then we pay to host the podcast. Someday we'll get some money in our pockets, but probably not. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> I, I've literally can't even bought, I couldn't buy a 25 cent pretzel with <laughs> Dynasty Nerds money because I've not even made 25 cents off the website. Uh, it's fun. We'll use that money. We just use that money to make the site better. Exactly. That's, we what, do this that's what we're working on, man. We do it because we love Dynasty Fantasy Football. That's right. And my best, my favorite thing about it is when people write me and say, I won my league because of you. I know. I know. That is that is kind of the most Not rewarding. Not because of Matt, because of you. Specifically. Oh, 
Because of you? Because of me. Nobody yeah. wins because of your <laughs> advice. They're only here listening to mine. People do say, like, you know, you know, I really like Matt. Like, the bigger things in reviews, like, Matt's really the steady rock there with uh, good advice. <laughs> Rich just makes really stupid jokes. Well, hey, they got to get the good information every once in a while. Yeah, until they, li- until they go back and listen to my years and years of buy, buy low and sell high advice and players to get rid of and players to draft. They're like, holy cowboys and Indians. This guy, is, this guy <laughs> nails it. This guy knows what he's talking Ooh, he's about. He's a Peter North of uh, Dynasty Fans of Football. He's just nailing it. God. So well, that's it, guys. That's our uh, Dynasty. I don't even know what to call this episode. Um, I don't either, man. Dynasty. Just structure, strategy. Dynasty fantasy strategy. Yep. Instruct structure and strategy. Yeah. Dynasty fans football. Two dots, colon, semicolon. Uh, S- structure strategy. Structure strategy. There you go. It's a good one. We just named it now. That's yes, we, we did. Do we don't edit. We just come up with the names of this podcast and end of the podcast. Yeah. So we're back again next week. We'll talk about we don't know yet, but surprise. Surprise. So until then, enjoy this beautiful weather. Have a very happy, safe Fourth of July, and uh. Talk to you next week. I assure you, we're open. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.